Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hello, gang. Thank you and welcome to another episode of Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limbo Driver. Yours truly, Seth Goldstein and Jim Francis have a distinct pleasure of introducing a wonderful actress, singer-songwriter. Let's give it up for Jennifer Messina. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Glad to be here. <laughs> no, the pleasure is mine. We're super happy to have you on and uh, can't thank you enough, really. Um, I've been snooping around your uh, social media as of late and noticed that you have quite a following. You amassed quite a fan base good for you congrats thank you i appreciate that um i had a social media manager who was really good at his job and really kept um getting people to engage and follow my page and everything like that so um very thankful for the time that i worked with him and i have or could it be that you're just that great you're just that good of a singer and an artist <laughs> well it, it is a team you can have uh talent and skill base but um I can never say thank you enough for the great team that I have. Oh, that that is amazing and speaks volumes of the kind of person you are in your character. Well, welcome aboard. Um, you know, fasten up, hands and feet inside the car at all times. This is uh, basically this uh, podcast started um, as an idea uh, for, you know, from one of my um, uh, person I had in the car, one of our clients. Uh, you see, we're limo drivers. And for 20-something years, I drove um, Elizabeth Taylor and uh, a slew of artists like yourself. And one of my clients, a dear friend of mine, asked, um, hey, why don't you guys create a podcast since everyone and their dog is doing a podcast these days? And Seth, you talk, uh, you talk quite a bit. You're really long-winded, so you ought to start that ASAP. And hence, that's where the whole story began and began in a car, by the way. So I started doing uh, a lot of interviews that I never recorded because um, I didn't have a, a battery to the to the recorder. No, <laughs> I we um, uh, basically, you know, we, we recorded a lot of this information on paper. But uh, at any rate, that's where the whole idea started, the premise for the show. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's uh -huh. super amazing. Um, I used to be an Uber driver back in the day, uh, back when I lived in Boston in college, I would Uber on the side. And I remember I met so many great people. 
I mean, it's so easy to have get lost in the conversation with someone that you're driving around and then um, by you know it, five, five hours have passed, you've worked a full day, maybe 12 hours have passed, and it's just great conversations and, and networking. So that's totally that's it right there. You you totally get it. So that's fantastic. You know where I'm coming from. Fabulous. I'm I'm happy that you did that. It's it's really rewarding. Uh, you learn quite a bit from everyone. Everyone has a story, as they say. So let's delve right into uh no further ado, uh your your uh, your past. I mean, you grew up uh where? Where where do you spawn from? So um I, I was born in New York, uh Westchester County, like right outside the city, right next to and um around 10 years old and moved up to Derry, New Hampshire. Um, small suburban town, about 50 minutes outside of Boston. Um, I ended up getting involved in music. My parents put me in piano and voice classes as a way to integrate myself into the new community and make friends. Um, so I did that for a long time. And I ended up just doing every audition you can imagine in that town or in that state. I did um, some of the Miss America pageants. I did talent shows, variety shows. <laughs> I, I did everything I could until um, I graduated high school and then I got accepted into Berkeley College of Music where I decided to take things to the next level. Wow. Congratulations. That is uh, quite a feat, I got to tell you. Thank you. That's that's fantastic. So so you, you started this. Uh, it was kind of uh, experimental. I mean, it was all like... Um, I mean, as such is the case, everyone kind of has like a, a similar story where I sort of bumped into this or my parents had me take these classes and then I completely fell in love. And next thing you know, voila, I'm on stage, right? Um, That's right. But it, has, it hasn't been that easy, right? What are the challenges coming up the ladder that, that you've had to e e experience? I think um, as a child, one of the hardest parts I would say is I remember I wanted to kind of branch out and try new things. Like I remember I wanted to do horseback riding or um, maybe archery or some other types of non-musical activities. But um, I kind of had this mindset that if I put my mind to this task, I, I have to stay as focused as possible. So I know for me, like my whole life was just music, music, music. And there were times where um, it was just more difficult for me to be interested or see the end goal. I mean, the end goal was come to Los Angeles, produce my own music, and um, get the message out there of who I am and what I stand by. So I know those are some difficulties with music. Um, mental health-wise, I've always had depression and anxiety my entire life. So that's just a personal challenge that I've had to go up and down with. But in return... I've taken my music that I put out today and I've talked about messages of resilience and messages of pushing through the pain and um, finding yourself. So there's ups and downs in everything you do. Ain't that a fact? Um, yeah, you know, I also myself uh, suffered with a lot of anxiety growing up and I have a, I came upon a, a book, um, a good friend of mine, Shauna Baca wrote called Fearless, and it's it's if you ever get a chance, it's uh, pretty amazing, and and you see it through the eyes of a person that that suffers and what what kind of uh, a journey you have, and 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 then all the different um, all the different things you could do about it, and sort of you know bring you back up and 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 back up on your feet. But um, sounds like uh, 
you know, you're you're doing quite all right these days, and I am very happy about that. Tell me, growing up, your parents, what, what were they like? Um, your formative years were they like, uh, you know, were you just a a normal girl, or did they have major expectations on you? Um, they had major expectations upon me. They they saw something in me that for a lot of my childhood I couldn't find in myself, probably until I was like um, halfway through my twenties and they pushed me and pushed me. And I know sometimes I couldn't understand why they were being so tough on me and why they expected me to be the very best and excellent, um, in my career. But I'm thankful for it. Cause at the end of the day, it helped build a lot of my determination and work ethic. So, um, instead of me being hard on myself per se, I take it as, um, I'm driven and I push myself until I find the solution. If I can't find the solution, then accept that I have human error. So I would say that's what I got from them. And what was uh, high school like for you? Did you have a normal high school? Or there, um, were there elements in the school that maybe impeded you, you know, like bullying or you should never have to go through anything like that? I mean, straight up for me, um, I, I came out. Um, I came out of the closet when I was in high school. And at that time, you're talking about 2009, 2010. So legislation for the LGBTQIA community was, was starting to be a hot topic again. Um, don't right. Ask, Don't Tell was repelled in 2012 for the military. He marriage came out. Like These were some really big wins for me because growing up in New Hampshire at that time, I didn't see a lot of gay couples. Like I don't remember really having too many gay friends growing up. I remember in high school, I, I was the gay friend. And then, you know, sometimes there'd be uh, another person we find out is gay later on or they just hadn't come out of the closet yet or whatever their situation was. So for me, because that's such a big part of my identity, it was right. hard to find a way to accept myself because I felt like everyone else around me, it felt uh, taboo and uh, that they weren't accepting me. So, so part of that, part of that sort of led to a little anxiety and some of the things you had to deal with, right? Emotionally. Exactly. I felt really down on myself. I felt really different. Um, I felt, I remember in high school, yes, I was doing music and stuff, but I wasn't as motivated as I was in elementary school or middle school because my personal problems were so dark in my mind that it kind of took away from the things that made me happy. Right. And when you came out of the closet, did you come out to your family? How did your family take it? Uh, I, I came out to my mom first and then eventually um, my dad figured it out and we had a conversation about it. Um, I, I think for my, my parents are a little bit older and as, as much as they love me, I think at first they didn't 100% understand, but they did take the time to do their research and take the time to understand and be empathetic and today i have a, a great loving and accepting loving uh relationship with them so i think one of the biggest parts of um coming out or talking about any controversial topic whether it's uh racism extremism blm you name it is sometimes we have to teach the topic because there's people who grew up in different cultures or different communities 
that may say things that they don't understand is has ill intent behind it. But if people are willing to learn and they're willing to change some of the habits that they've developed, I think there's a lot of things that are teachable. Right. So we're we're living in a day and age where where it's becoming uh, more and more acceptable for for different alliances, and I'm I'm very you know proud of 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 you coming out and you know when you did and and yes it was a pretty it was a tough time but it was also a great time because it was a pivotal moment, if you will, and so. Um, I think that this is great because Jojo just came out not that long ago also, right? Uh, That's right. So or do you guys have, I have a question for you. When I mean you guys, I mean the alliance of artists. Now let's talk about artists. Um, do you guys have somewhat of a network amongst the community? Um, can you elaborate a little bit more? Like for, so, for example, like uh, you have other artists that have also come out. Now, are you guys sort of like a strong uh, nucleus or, you you know, do you guys kind of gravitate to one another, find each other and sort of like, you know, create a, uh, a clan of sorts, a group of um, sorts, a tight-knit um, group? I, I think in music when it comes to collaborating people more collaborate within their genres or genres that are close to them uh, not necessarily um by their affiliation or sexuality or, or identity or anything like that i mean if there is a clan i would love to join the clan so <laughs> let awesome. me know Very let me know <laughs> i will i'll keep you posted definitely um i uh i you know what that's one of the things so uh, close and dear to my heart, um, you know, growing up in, in, uh, in the barrios in LA specifically, we, we, uh, we had a group of minorities. I myself am minority. So I'm a, I'm a Latin Jew, I guess that's what they would call me. And, um, one of the things was yeah, that we had to sort of band together and stick together. And I know how hard it is to go through some of those obstacles in my personal life. Um, I have a question for you regarding your influences <clears throat> when it comes to music. Uh, what are some of your biggest influences and who would you like to collaborate with? I mean, the biggest influence for me is probably Whitney Houston. I love her music. I love her sound. I love her talent. Um, it's so unfortunate that she is not with us today. The same thing with um, Celine Dion. I, I love the passion. I love the, the showmanship and, and shares the same way. Britney Spears, Christy Aguilera, these are stars that I grew up in the 90s watching and inspired me to be a performer and really want to get into that career. Wow, that's that's great. You mentioned some of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're the greats. They're the greats. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and uh, also, if uh, you had to do something completely different, from a singing and acting, what would it be? Or what other passion of yours? You mentioned horseback riding. Oh, I just like horseback riding, but I think if I had to go a different route, it would be either being a surgeon or being a lawyer. I really like formulas. Um, math, I won't say it's my favorite subject, but I've always been really good at seeing a formula and putting the inputs and outputs. And um, I feel like there's so many interesting things in science and surgery. I would love to be in the adrenaline rush of being um, like a cardiologist or um, even a general surger, uh, surgeon. Like 
there'd be such a rush to that. But at the same time, I, I love the law. Um, not necessarily the system, but um, right. I think there's a lot of power within to change the system. And I love reading about rules and, and finding loopholes in them. So I would love yeah. to be in that environment too. Very cool. Um, and now let's shift a little shift over to acting because you're also an actress. Um, you've, uh, you, I noticed you have some credits, a few credits and you were, were you in the movie Top Gun? Cause that's like such a huge film that I love. Yes. Um, so up. I was in Top Gun too. Um, actually when we filmed the scenes I was in, I think that was back in, I want to say 2018. It was, it was not maybe 2019. It wasn't that recent. And, um, it was post premiere last year, but of course right. COVID-19, um, they backed it up, but it was, it was incredible. I went on base, uh, North Island, um, down in San Diego, wow. the Naval base there. And they had Amazing. built the, the bar. They had built it right on the beach. It looked exactly no like a bar, except it didn't have any plumbing. And it didn't have a lighting system. So all the lights they had pinned up and placed themselves. But you'd walk in there and you would think, I'm in a legit um, officer's club, an O club. The placards on the wall, the tables, every single last detail was absolutely insane. Like, I remember after we filmed, I was like, I hope they keep this because it would be, you know, if it had plumbing, it would be a great bar on the beach, <laughs> on the base. I'd be there every night. So there you go. It's totally bonkers, huh? <laughs> it was absolutely incredible the amount of work that went into it. And fun fact is, so I had never seen Top Gun before I filmed it. I actually only saw the movie about four weeks ago. Shame on you, no. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But after I saw it, I was so impressed. Like some of the things that we were filming in Top Gun 2 made a lot more sense. Um so I, I was very excited to be a part of that legacy. Yeah, for sure. I am. I'm so envious of you right now. <laughs> um, was at any point were you uh, able to meet uh, uh, Tom Cruise? It's, you no. Know, that I was going to ask. <laughs> no, I didn't get to meet him. Um, he wasn't filming in the scenes that I was filming in that day. Okay. All right. So acting how did uh, that come into being uh, were you always into movies were you like one of these kids in front of a tv for hours on end just taking it all in or how did that happen um when, when i started singing i musical theater was my favorite thing to do i loved being in musical theater i loved being in annie wicked the musical is my favorite musical so uh, being in film is just it's more performing to me if i can be on a stage or i can be on a set um, I'm feel pretty comfortable and, and in my happy place. So it's just part of being the triple threat. Right, right. And you got formal training also at uh, the university where you were attending for, for acting also? Not, not for acting, unfortunately, no. It was um, mostly focused on singing and I did uh, electronic production design, which is a type of audio engineering. So I did more the recording side and singing. There was some performance, but not really acting. Okay. And um, who is your, uh, who's your biggest acting influence, like actress or actor? I mean, who, who do you look up to? 
Oh my goodness. That's such a great question. Um, I feel like it changes all the time. I'm trying to think who recently I, I really, I, I'll have to get back to you with an answer on that. I, I'm not really okay. sure. I, I focus a little bit more on the singing, but um, I right. do have passion for acting. And do you think like for those people watching, okay, what kind of advice could Jennifer uh, give to the young ladies, especially, I would say the young ones that are, that are coming up with some kind of a dream. How do you uh, water that dream? You put out the seeds and then how, how does that process, the thinking process go? Should they go to a, a, a you know, your local theater? Where do they start? There really isn't any wrong answers. What I will tell you is start one day at a time. Start by being a background actress or actor in a, a movie or musical. Go to open calls, wait in the line, get on the audition. I mean, nowadays things are more virtual auditions, but yeah. every time you hear no, just remember you're a step closer to a yes. So by pushing yourself, you got to be in the game to win the game. So keep wow. trying. Love that. You got to be in the game to win the game. I'm literally going to write that down somewhere. Let yes, I say that every time I get a lottery ticket. You got to be in it to win it. <laughs> uh, um, and let's talk about COVID um, slightly. And I'm just going to veer off a little bit of what we were talking about, but within the same vein. So COVID hits. What happens to the artist at that point? Specifically you. I mean, in terms for, me, of, for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I obviously, really, though, I beyond the shock and all that. What, what, how did you like your creative juices were still flowing there? So, what did you do to sustain that whole, you know, uh, career? So, for me, I was probably like four or five weeks binge watching TV. I'm the kind of person who gets up early in the morning, works all day, whether it's on set, doing emails, applying for more auditions, and then I go to bed. Like, it's nonstop. I barely sit and relax. I really relax when I'm in the shower. So for me, this was like a total reset. I felt like I was on staycation for weeks. I would just <laughs> stay inside. I would get like Uber Eats, you know, anything delivered sure. to my door, um, avoid going out in public. And I would just focus on that. Um, but after five or six weeks of binge watching, I felt so sluggish. I felt so bored, like I wasn't accomplishing anything. So I said, okay, with all this free time, um, I'm going to write a book. So I decided to start writing a book. It's called Aggressive, Honey, It's Assertive. And it's a self-help book about um, how to react to different situations, how to be a more forward and assertive human being in different situations and conversations. I started going in the garage. I made a musical studio in there where I started recording music and then I started putting it out publicly and I just started oh, shit, are you serious? Yeah, and my my networking became all virtual and online but so many people were bored and and desperate to connect or make money or make music that we, we just we found each other. 
it, it reminds me of uh yes you're absolutely right it reminds me of uh gilligan's island it's an old show i know but it's funny if you know the the whole story behind it they're trapped in an island they can't get out um and they're like working with coconuts and everything and everything seems to be made out of the whatever the you know nature trees and what have you so you were working with what you had you were almost cast away and then you took what you hadn't created beauty and i'm sure a lot of um uh, great songs uh, come out of uh, in these type of inspirations, yes? Absolutely. The music that I had written, like in high school or earlier on in my life, I had revamped them and found ways to make them current to the skill sets that I know. I published my first song during COVID, May last year. Wow. I, Are you serious? Yeah, I couldn't take sitting at home watching TV anymore. I was losing my mind. So I was like, you know what? Like, what do I got to lose? I'm going to be stuck for months. So let's let's do something. Wow, that is incredible. And so you network with other people because, of course, everyone and their mother was on on social media platforms. Yes, right. Absolutely. Wow, that's, this is great. Now, were you. Were you at home by yourself with with family or or what what was that like? Uh, for me, I, I was I was living with an ex girlfriend of mine. Okay. And uh, yeah, go it ahead. was you know for a lot of people I'd say um, either makes or breaks the relationship this isolation period. Um, so we had to find ways to kind of have space at times because we we're always there together because we both were um working from home so um being in my music studio and focusing on my stuff was a good way for me to still be individualized and stay sane sure which is a very tough thing to do so i am glad that you know that we're kind of seeing the other end of it you know cross my fingers i know some states are still dealing with it and um my heart goes out to a lot of the people and other countries also, but um, let's uh, let's kind of talk about where you're headed. You said this book; it's called once again. It's aggressive. Yes, the book you're writing. Aggressive, honey. It's assertive. Honey, it's assertive. It's on okay. Amazon. You can get it. Oh, okay. Kindle or you can get it printed. I'm gonna get it on Kindle. I'll tell you right now because I have Kindle and. Woo! <laughs> so yeah uh, most definitely and once again it's it's out there it's aggressive honey is assertive yeah that's right i can't say it the way you do it do it again say it again aggressive honey uh -huh. it's assertive there you go <laughs> so um social media uh it's helped you i mean without social media boy things would be completely bonkers and nuts um, needless to say, but it's given us some kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, sanity during tough times. Uh, it's shown us that we can reach out and make new friends when, when no one has any friends. So that being said, social media, what do you think about, um, people that are starting out in like, like the boondocks out of nowhere and suddenly, you know, they pick up a phone and, and they go on TikTok, whether it be TikTok or be it, you know, Instagram or YouTube or whatever it may be. Um, and they create these, these, you know, these memes or they, they start, you know, maybe belting out a song and then they get found that way. Um, isn't it brilliant? I mean, <laughs> you know, this day and age is nuts. I know for me, it's uh, the way I see it is 
Now anybody in the world, regardless of your resources, has a chance in this industry. Because before it was you had to move to New York or LA, stand in a line, hope that someone sees something special in you, and then hope they take you under their wing and your career would lift off. But now it's like I can, regardless how much money I have or where I live or where I'm from, if I have some type of a phone or a camera, I, I can... I can make my money right there. And so many people who've never, I won't say never, but had way less of a percentage of a chance to make it in this industry due to lack of resources, all of a sudden have a fair playing, um, fair playing ground. Yeah. The, the, yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the, it's, it's definitely a 15 minutes of fame and I will quote Andy Warhol. Right. Um, back in the day that everybody would have a 15 minutes of fame. A lot of people have that opportunity now, uh, you know, and, and um, I am, I am probably, I mean, you and I would not have probably otherwise have spoken had it not been through social media. So yeah, we're, we're lucky to have it. Um, what do you think in terms of like, uh, for example, the record uh, companies and, and, um, labels and, and and that sort of thing are you part of a label or or is that something you're free to to talk about on this platform on this publication I, or I, no? yes i'm part of stacking up entertainment they are based out of richmond virginia again how i met them was during covid through social media on instagram oh shit absolutely and <laughs> wow. we distribute through um sony's independent um platform called the orchard and it's just it's great promotion they get it out on every uh, major streaming sites on apple music if Sound you know cow. we're on we're on vivo for vivo. music videos so it's it's just perfect smooth connecting business <laughs> oh my god that is insane so you've done quite a bit you're an accomplished person through this COVID, it was like a bittersweet sort of thing because yes, the bad things were happening all the while you were getting creative and then like all this stuff started blowing up, literally. That's right. I felt like I wanted to prep myself so when things opened up, I could just pull the trigger and go full blast. That's what I wanted to do. Um, I also don't do well with being bored for too long, so I always have to keep myself busy and I'm always trying to find new things to learn. That's fantastic. You are by far uh, one of the most inspiring folks I've met in the last week. I'm not kidding. Oh, um, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I, you know, in, in, um, I gotta tell you, um, it's, it's been, it's been nice, uh, a real pleasure. And I, we got maybe like a few more minutes to talk, believe it or not. That's how fast time flies. <laughs> right. Um, right. And I wanted to, I wanted to sort of allow you at this point to tell me if there's something you want to like um you know promote and uh, outside of the book you mentioned the book is there a new song that you have out um so where can we find it and that sort of thing okay um i have a song that i released back in december it's called behind the counter you can find it on any of the major streaming platforms and uh we just finished filming the music video for it we originally were going to do it in november but um, someone on our crew had a COVID scare. So we kind of waited till Los Angeles opened things up again. So we just finished filming it last week and it's in post-production now, soon to be 
out on Vivo and you'll see it on YouTube. And I'm just excited to be putting out some new material and finishing the behind the counter process because I feel like it's been so long since we released the song. So I'm very excited about that. And um, the funny thing about it is my distributor, um, that our my main director, Gregory Brown, he's the CEO of Stagnab Entertainment. It was his uncle, Mr. Michael Dolas, who actually wrote the song and he had sent it to me during COVID and I had just recorded it and practiced it and tried to bring life to it through my voice. And he loved it so much that he said, we're gonna put it out there and we're gonna distribute it. So I, I'm glad to see that we are finally finishing this product um, and his art that he wrote. Wow, congratulations. That is that is amazing. And, and it sounds to me that you have a, a great team behind you, which is, probably i mean how great is it and 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 this goes obviously as advice not for my for me personally but for those that are listening those young folks um uh what what how good is it to have a great team is it basically everything to have a great team in order to to sort of push you forward into you know your successes it's it's everything i know there's a lot of people who are extremely independent and they can do everything themselves and trust me, I'm one of those people. I like to get up and go and drive it home. But without having that that team or that family, they have resources and skill sets that you may not have. So they bring a lot to the table. And when they become your friends and become your family, it makes your workplace enjoyable. All the achievements that you get together as a team are hyphened than if you just get it alone. So it really right. is. So it's, it's a very rewarding Yes, it takes a village, as they say, and that is absolutely the truth. Um, I am so like, uh, I'm taking it back. I mean, just just trying to take all this in. Um, I'm learning a lot as we're talking. So there are moments where I stay quiet for a, a split second. I'm thinking, oh, this is good. Let me write this down. <laughs> That's right. Take it, take it with you. <laughs> so one uh, last piece of advice for uh, the young folks that are watching this and anybody that's trying, because nowadays there's no... Isn't that a fact, Jennifer, that nowadays there's no specific, like, um, you know, age or, or demographics or anything when it comes to the music business? Like, anyone can really come out there and create a new song and, and put it out there, such as Suzanne Boyle and other people out there singing, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no rules. It's just you're going to find your niche and you're going to find your community that loves what you give. Fantastic. Um, with that said, I, I want to close this, but then also not before uh, first asking you to um, possibly be back for part two so we can delve into other stuff. Would that be a possibility? Absolutely. Call me up and I'll be there. <laughs> Jennifer Messina, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Every week we bring you a special guest. Thanks again, Jennifer. Um, any anything? Oh, your social media, please. Before you leave, where oh, do they yes. find oh, you? Yes. Um, well, I'm I'm on pretty much everything. My tag name is Jennifer C. Messina. My first name, middle initial, and last name. Fantastic. Now, Messina, real quick. This is Italian, yes? It's an Sicilian. Italian last name. Sicilian. Sicilian. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I don't That's don't okay. kill <laughs> The only people who will ever tell you that are Sicilian people. So, 
Well, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much for being on the show. And uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Be safe yes. out there. Thank you. Bye-bye now, Jennifer.